You're listening to the Reconditioned Podcast, empowering people to take back ownership of their well-being. And on today's episode, I speak to Nadine Artemis for the second time, this time all about holistic dental care. And no pun intended, but you're going to want to get your teeth stuck into this one. Keep listening. Your personality creates your personal reality. Authentic power is when your personality comes to serve the energy of your soul. The truth is the body is one ecosystem. You can get to the root cause and everything goes away. Welcome to the Reconditioned Podcast, where I use my knowledge and expertise of over a decade in the wellness and transformation world to take a deep dive into what makes us thrive as humans. I'm Lauren Vacneen, leading wellness and transformation coach. And following my remission from the rheumatoid arthritis I'd had for 27 years that left me wheelchair bound by the age of 18, I created a unique coaching combination, conflating physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of self to create true long-lasting well-being in all senses of the word. This podcast is one of the many free resources I've created to help you achieve the same. Whether you're suffering from chronic illness, raising children in a world of conflicting information, you're an entrepreneur wanting to step into your purpose, or you simply want to feel empowered and motivated to become the best version of yourself, join me along with expert guests as we uncover the most actionable and tangible ways to recondition ourselves back to wellness. This season of Reconditioned is sponsored by Block Blue Light, the world's leading supplier of blue and artificial light blocking products, including blue light glasses and blue blocking lighting solutions. Blue light blocking products aim to alleviate digital eye strain, improve sleep, and optimize health through mitigating the harmful effects of artificial light from screens and modern lighting. For a 10% discount across the range, visit blockbluelight.co.uk and enter the code Lauren 10. Thank you to Block Blue Light. Hello everyone. So we are back with season five and episode number 50. How have I done 50 episodes? How cool is this? Thank you so much to everyone who's been listening. And if you've listened to all 50, well done to you. <laughs> but thank you for your support. Honestly, the podcast has gone from strength to strength and every time I see it go up in the charts, I'm just so grateful to everyone who's listening and subscribing. So thank you. This episode is really important to me. Biological dentistry, holistic dental care, this is a thing, people. This is a thing. Just another thing out there that we're not being told about, that when we don't have any sort of informed choice, informed consent when it comes to our dental care. Did you know that dental treatments can lead to autoimmune diseases and cancer? No, none of us did. And I have been on my very own journey with this recently, realizing that the trigeminal neuralgia that those of you have been listening for a while and will know how much I was suffering last year with this onset of trigeminal neuralgia that kind of came out of nowhere, didn't come out of nowhere, it had been building for a long time, but it came out of nowhere in terms of the attacks. It's called the suicide disease for a reason, like nothing I've ever experienced. And as you know, I'm all about the root cause and I have been delving and digging to try and find it and it came through biological dentistry and I actually only really got to the, to the, <laughs> I say the root, excuse the pun, of this after speaking to Nadine 
And it turns out that it wasn't the wisdom tooth that had been removed that was the issue, which she explains in the episode why it can be an issue, having them removed because you can't sterilize the area and it basically closes up over infection. That infection turns to mold inside your gum and spreads throughout your body, causing a whole range of issues. What it ended up being with me when I went to the most amazing biological dentist, shout out to NDU Clinic in Harley Street and Goran, is that I have a wisdom tooth that is still there on the same side that never kind of grew properly. So it's really low down. So I was never able to really get to it. And none of the other, the two conventional dentists that I went to caught this. And I knew that I needed to have this x-ray to see if I had a jaw cavitation caused by dental treatment, which is what I've been learning about through all the books and through Nadine. And he found that there was an infection in the lower part. So he looked at that tooth, pulled away some of the gum from away from it, and he could see that that entire tooth right down to the root was infected. And it has been infected for a long time. And what lies right at the bottom of that root that it's touching? The lower branch of the trigeminal nerve. Hallelujah. Root cause, root freaking cause. I can't tell you how happy I am. And it's kind of like been a spiritual journey to get here as well, because the shaman I work with weeks ago gave me a message of remove the wisdom tooth. And I was like, what's he talking about? It's the wisdom tooth that's gone that must be the problem. I'm waiting for the x-ray to see like if there's a jaw cavitation from that. No, he has guided me right here. Unbelievable stuff. And I just can't stress enough. So many of our autoimmune diseases and cancers are coming because of dental treatment. If you want to get dental treatment, please do it through a biological dentist. Feel free to contact me and I will guide you because I just can't have any more people suffering at the hands of conventional dental treatment. I cannot believe that I've gone down this rabbit hole and have found that conventional dental treatment is causing so many of our health issues. I mean, it's just mind blowing. So that's where I'm at with it. You can see I'm super passionate about it. We also do episode 53. I'm going to be interviewing Jeff Weitzman, who made the film Cancer Can Be Killed. He's also talking about it in that film. And he interviews this amazing, amazing doctor who was finding that so many cancers are coming from dental treatment. I think I've made my point. I'm not going to go on anymore. Listen to the episode and let me know what you think about it. Get in touch with me over on Instagram at Lauren Vacneen. I really need to want to know what you hear about this episode because it's mind blowing stuff. Okay, so we are back with Nadine Artemis, who was here on episode 38. We spoke all about holistic beauty and anti-aging and ancient healing wisdom, but we didn't have enough time to talk about holistic dental care and it deserved an episode all on its own. So Nadine has been kind enough to come back and tell us all about holistic dental care. So thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It's such an honor to have you speaking about this. Before we start, before we get on to holistic dental care, I have had a lot of messages since the last episode of women who were listening about the anti-aging and the holistic beauty. And they're asking, what you, what do you mean by wash your face with oil? Like what, mm. what's the best way to get lots of makeup off? Because it can be difficult with oil. What about mascara? All these questions were coming through. So I'd love you to just take us through that quickly. Sure. So when we're talking about washing with oil, of course, there's going to be all kinds of quality out there. And so generally I'm speaking about using one of our beautiful best skin evers, which are designed for cleansing and moisturizing. That being said, if you're at home, you can also use uh, like a really truly pure virgin organic olive oil, an organic um, jojoba, 
or you can even melt an organic virgin coconut oil and mix that with the olive oil or the jojoba. But I feel like those would be your best options. And I mean like super options, like that beautiful bottle of olive oil, you could buy a liter of it. You'd have something to wash your face with for like a year. Right. And you could also make salad dressing, but of course, you know, and keep it just for your bathroom. And of course you're, you're not even spending any money on stuff that's going to be harming you. So that's sort of the setup there. That's our materials. And then to wash, there's a several ways you can do it, but I like to, so obviously, yeah, we've, we've all got mascara on that kind of thing. So for that part, you can use a cloth, but obviously the mascara is quite whatever. And we have a mascara coming out at the end of this year. It, it will be the cleanest greenest mascara on the planet oh my goodness you're gonna have to update us on that i am yet to find the the perfect mascara there's some (laughs) yeah there's some like you know 90 percenters out there and it's fine because it's also just going on your on your you know i mean it's like because i'll wear i have to wear those mascaras too because i haven't made my own mascara yet you know but it's like fine but there's definitely a a lot of room for improvement especially in that like 20 10 that's where it can all go wrong right right and if you can think about it, some ingredients are so toxic, they only have to be used at like a 0.01%. Absolutely, so we've got yeah. to clean it up. And I'm super excited about that. And hopefully there'll be an eyeliner too. I mean, pretty basic. The mascara will be black and the eyeliner will probably be like a black and yeah, a brown. Yeah, that's all we need. That's, that's good. All we need. <laughs> and then we've got the blushes, our maiden firm blushing balm and that kind of stuff. So yeah. that should set us up for a bit. Um, so but back to washing. Yeah. So <laughs> I will, I have, you know, I buy those organic cotton rounds mm-hmm. and then I will wet one. And, um, and I'll use one of the best skin evers. but you know, what's so funny. One of my favorite things to use my, to remove my makeup. And I discovered this while traveling because I just had my a lip balm with me <laughs> is our chocolate mocha lip balm. I put that on the wet cotton pad and I remove my eye makeup. And for some oh, really? reason, I love, love, love it even more than the best skin ever. But obviously wow. the best skin ever is amazing. And that's a lot of people use that. So, and we also have a I good use night. That for everything. Yeah, because that's the thing. It's so great when you have one bottle. And we also have a good night oil, which is for removing eye makeup. And it also will then help lashes grow and eyebrows grow. So you can also finish Ah. it all, then just put a little drop on those areas. Ah. Um, Although really, I think a best skin ever is also going to help lashes and and I think this is what people say. They're like, well, they're growing with the best skin ever. Anyway, so you wet the cotton pad, put a squirt on, and then just remove your eye makeup as you normally would. Then probably toss that out. Uh, Because I usually find I'll use both sides to kind of get the eye makeup off, which will be after today. Because like today's the only day I kind of wear mascaras when I'm (laughs) doing a podcast. And then I love using just a classic face cloth. Of course, we've got beautiful organic hemp cotton cloths, but it's Mm -hmm. just that classic terry cloth that you want to use. And you'll just wet that with water. Like it doesn't even have to be the whole thing. First, you can obviously you can just splash your face with water and kind of whatever you normally do. But then when we're getting into the washing with oil, you take a spot of that cloth, wet it, you know, maybe with some nice warm water, put a squirt of oil on, and then you're just like massage rubbing that through face, neck, decollete, like the chest, the whole area. And you would be amazed at what that removes and how it also just lightly exfoliates. And that's the kind of the light and proper amount of exfoliation that we want to be doing on a daily basis because mm. we have you know just been taught to as a nation to go into over exfoliation and it's literally leaving our skin cells vulnerable and our skin overexposed and it's messing with the microbiome that's protecting us and those um, that top layer is protecting the young cells underneath that are too vulnerable right now to be in that top layer you know they can't be front and center stage yet 
They've got to have the wiser cells taking care of them. That makes and then so also we do slough off cells like all day long on, a, on an invisible level. And while it sounds right, like let's scrub the dead skin cells off our face, that sounds reasonable, but it's all microscopic. And of course, if you've got a sorry, visual patches, obviously that's beyond microscopic. And yeah, we can all get a little part where it's a little more patchy, but on a microscopic level, we need that sort of composting layer on our face because the bacteria need to eat some of those dead skin cells. And as gross as that sounds, we yeah. can't mess up that little, that cyclic, cyclical nature of our skin's own rejuvenating system. So it's like the hand of cosmetics sometimes comes in and it's trying to disrupt that natural cycle. Whereas everything that we're doing to the body, we want to be like moving it along, enhancing it, but never like mutating the system that was put in place. Right. So uh, then you... So you've done your wet face cloth with the oil, massage it all. Then you can just take that, you know, classic water in your hands and your palm and rinse, rinse, rinse. And then you do on a, another a fresh wet spot on the cloth with a fresh squirt of oil and you do that final layer. And then if you really need extra moisture, then take that one, take another little squirt onto palm of your hands and then just go over neck and face. And you're done. Or at that point, you could use a serum instead or a cream instead of the oil. But if you're just going with that one bottle to do it all, that's it. Amazing. Okay, that's explained it better for me as well. So I'm really happy about that because I use Best Skin Ever for everything. And then uh, yeah. and I finish it off with the eye serum, which I love. Oh, that's lovely. And then also yeah. on a body level, when you're getting out of the bath or the shower, you can then just moisturize your whole body with the best skin ever just mm -hmm. by putting a few squirts in your hand. But what's also super fun is to do that same face washing method. So come out of the bath or shower and you're all fresh and you just take a part of a wet cloth, put a couple squirts of best skin ever on and then go over your whole body that way with that oil water cloth. And your skin will be super, like lightly exfoliated, super moist, like even skin tone. It's really good. Yeah, because I mean, I'm looking at you and your skin is just incredible. So you obviously practice what you preach. And I'm going to ask the question that no one's ever supposed to ask, but how old are you? <laughs> that is a good question. You know, one time when I was Googling, just because sometimes you have to put your name in Google, it's a thing. Sometimes you and just the have first to. Yeah. Thing, you just have to. And it's like literally the first question is Nadine Artemis age. And I was like, wow, because I felt like there's a really... I don't know, so much other stuff that I've, you know, shared. Yeah. Created. So that was just amazing. And I just, so I just keeping it general for now, because I also feel like it sets women up for a comparison contrast right. thing. Which yeah, you're so, so right. Yeah. You know, maybe when I'm 80 and it's just like a miracle, like, yeah. oh my God, but I'm, yeah, so I'm, in my, <laughs> I'm in my 40s. Okay. Well, you look amazing <laughs> and your skin is absolutely flawless. No wrinkles, nothing. So, oh, thanks. I mean, there's definitely wrinkles and things there. Yeah. I mean, lockdown <laughs> has, I, I kept saying to my husband, like, we went on holiday. Just before lockdown, we literally just made so it. So did we. We did you? Yeah, we literally had to cut, we'll cut our holiday short a day. Oh, really? No problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it was 2020, February, just the beginning of March, we came back. Yeah. And being on that holiday, I don't remember looking at myself and thinking, you've got wrinkles. You 
since this whole year, oh, no. I've now got wrinkles that I can see under my eyes and the side of my eyes. And I've got gray hairs. Like, where did they come from all of a sudden? I'm like, no, I'm only 37. It's not supposed to happen yet. No, no, no. Well, actually, I found um, because I was able to kind of do more self-care this year, because we're just, even though I'm generally, we're generally on our land. So it's a, like, you know, I kind of I'll have moments with myself in other years where I'll be like, okay, how long can it be before I leave the land? And so I'll literally have like had games with myself. I'm like, okay, let's try. And I like eight months, not even going to the little village in town. Wow. So I kind of practice that before, but anyway, um, I've been doing more gua sha now because I feel like I have more time. Right. Okay. Explain so what that is. So um, it, it's um, well, there's a few different cultures that have had this practice in mm. ancient time. And it's, it's about, um, gua sha comes from the Chinese practice, but there's like Turkey had um, this practice. Uh, ancient Rome had strigils. Um, and so it's the scraping of the skin. And the word scraping seems so harsh, but it, it's really, it's not because you're using a smooth surface. So the gua sha, and we have um, some gua sha that we've made and it's like a flat quartz crystal. Mm. And then you're, so the ideal too is they would oil the body and then scrape it. And that's actually another way of cleansing the skin, wow. but also keeping the skin toned. And now we know it also works with the whole fascia layer. Oh. And so really a wrinkle is really a habit, right? If you think of like, let's look at a place where we don't have too many thoughts, like our, our wrists. We have those wrinkles there because there's the way that our wrists are held. And so over time we just hold our face in a certain way but if we can yeah. release the fascia which is a layer of uh, a muscle band below the skin because yeah. also the muscles holding the skin in certain phases as well and so with the gua sha we can you know slowly but surely kind of loosen up that the hold of some of that fascia and uh, bring blood flow and circulation to the skin get the lymphatic juices going Amazing. And so yeah, that's the gua sha. This is why I love your products because they really are created with your immense knowledge and passion <laughs> for this. And you feel it in the products, you do. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, and I'm really there's but and I really of course am indebted to the entire plant kingdom of the planet because it's the the gifts of the flowers and the trees. And when we're able, and then all of our beautiful distillers and producers that have spent their lifetimes, or maybe it was their fathers and mothers' lifetimes of the, what they've learned to to just get that extract be the most celebration of the plant, the most that that plant can express, the most amount of properties and purity. And when that is my palate it's like I can't really go wrong yeah oh that's beautiful okay but we are here for holistic yes. dental care and we're gonna get sidetracked again because there's so much to talk about so holistic dental care such a huge huge topic um which again we could speak about for ages but mm -hmm. your book holistic dental care genuinely changed my life mm -hmm. I have lent it out to so many people so many people I've sent them to buy it so hopefully it's changed other people's lives too. <laughs> and I found a biological dentist after reading that book and learned so much. So yay. <laughs> what I would love you to start with is what we're doing wrong with our teeth and our gums. <laughs> and we can go from there. Yeah. Well, I think to add to what your question is too, it's almost like, what don't we know mm. about our teeth, which is maybe making us make wrong choices really from, you know, some dentists all the way down. Cause it's just, We've got to undo a system here that yeah. maybe wasn't set up with the right foundation. Right. 
And so what was really fascinating, if we look at the dental history, modern dental history, around the 1940s, the Dental Association at the time, I think they were at, they seemed like, from what I'm understanding my research, a bit of a crossroads. And they were really trying to decide what is the cause of cavities. And so there was a few schools of thought. And there was the acidogenic theory about the topical disruption of acids and sugars on the teeth creating cavities. And there was another school of thought that it's systemic and it's somehow connected to the digestive system. And in 1944, the acidogenic theory was chosen. And that's what we've been rolling with ever since. Right. And it's so funny because there's these little moments in history where decisions are made. And of course, because that's going to roll down and throughout all the dental schools, that kind of thing. Yeah. So what, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm putting together what I've learned from really amazing thinkers in the dental field. I'm not a dentist, um, but I have teeth like the rest of us. And I wanted to figure out like, what do I need to do on a daily basis to take care of my teeth rather than just like this once or twice a year thing at the dentist. And then maybe that's not so fun because we didn't really know what to do in the in-between time, or we think we know what we need to do in between visits. And we're very diligent with our very toxic mouthwash and triclosan sodium oral sulfate toothpaste and our petroleum waxed floss. So, but yeah, we st- and we're totally when you diligent. say it like that, <laughs> yeah. it makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're doing that twice a day and being like perfect dental role models, um, yet going to the dentist and things are still not going right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what's all that? What are we supposed to do with all that? So um, and I did find um, in my earlier when I was really wanting to understand the body and the skin and ingredients and all of that. I feel like I understood a lot, but the teeth was still this gap that I wasn't finding research on and information on. So, um, you know, and this is research and, and, and making and formulating and experimenting. It's about a decade of that before I even publish um, my dental book and experimenting with the steps and what can turn a mouth around based on what I was reading and the knowledge and applying that. Um, so one dentist that, w- that, that I read his work and he was, really talking about the horrors of mercury fillings since 1963. And he'd written a few books and I found a very rare book that he wrote um, at a, you know, I often get used books and it was called why raise ugly kids. And he, you know, he's a bit saucy with his humor and there was one chapter on dental care. So I'm like, well, I have to get that. Cause again, it was hard to find books on dental care um, throughout the ages. But when I found one, I got it, you know, and um so then I'm reading it and there's lots of interesting stuff, but one part in particular where he meets up with Dr. Ralph Steinem, who had been studying dentistry um, at Loma Linda and doing research on it since the fifties. And he, and this was really key because what he learned, Dr. Hal Huggins, who you know was a dentist, knew a lot. What he learned from Steinem, he said, just took away all of his dental school knowledge and washed it away like a sand castle on a beach is what it said in the book um and so what he learned is that yes indeed the two teeth are connected and that the teeth have a dentineal lymphatic system so i read that i personally was mind blown never like for the teeth to have a lymphatic system i mean come on that's like i'm like that should be on the front page of the new york times on one level right (laughs) so um 
So then I had to find his work and that was really hard to find. And since then, there's actually, um, it's a pretty expensive book, but it's a compilation of, of, his, of his thousands of studies that he did at Loma Linda University proving this. And then he also worked a little bit later because once he, when he found that there's this, so we chew, this is a very simple explanation, but we chew the substrates of chewing activate chemical messengers, especially in the parotid gland, which is by our jaw. And then that, of course, is communicating to the hypothalamus gland because it seems like every communication passes through the hypothalamus gland. It's through the master gland. And that through different chemicals, messaging system is sending the nutrients like so then things get digested. And then, you know, that blood goes to the stomach and then this blood travels up uh, to the tooth area. And then the teeth are like kind of like trees with roots and they're drawing the blood up to them, drawing the nutrients of the blood up into the tooth. And then there's a big part of the tooth called the pulp chamber. And inside that pulp chamber is where the blood changes into a dentineal fluid. It's fenestrated through these odontoblasts, which are kind of like bone pumps. And they um, take that dentineal lymph fluid, push it through the teeth up and out onto the surface of the teeth where we kind of have this microscopic sweat of the tooth. And then that microscopic fluid, this dentineal fluid is coalescing with our saliva. And hopefully it's meeting saliva that's like alkaline. And then together, you know, they're working to send nutrients to the teeth. And that is the, this, this dentineal lymph system that's in our bodies and that moves up and into the teeth, into, into this centrifugal force, like upwards and like spiraling upwards. So if we're stressed, as in that could be, you know, dietary stress, uh, pregnancy, teens, like huge hormonal times, big shifts in life, you know, maybe like just stress, death, all that kind of stuff. Um, or and chemicals, fluoride, maybe the cell phone by your ear 10 hours a day, hopefully not. Um, all of that kind of stuff and the chemicals, like, you know, maybe even fluoride, because there's different chemicals that are switching gears in the body or stressing the systems of the body or we're, we're, the acidogenic theory, maybe we're having that soda pop. So there are issues with sugar and acids, but it's not really the effect on the teeth. It's their effect on the body, on the bloodstream, right. those sugars in the bloodstream, those anti-nutrients sucking minerals out of our bodies. That's the issue. That's the body stress. So when some kind of stress from any of those realms occurs, that system becomes stagnant and nutrients aren't drawn into the teeth. So that's one issue and you can probably coast there for a bit, but then if the if it increases, then that system doesn't even remain stagnant. It actually reverses. And then the teeth start to suck in like a straw from the mouth. And with that action, it's sucking in virus, bacteria, fungus from the mouth into the tooth. And that is the genesis of cavity formation. Let's just take a second to allow our minds to be blown because <laughs> <laughs> it truly is mind blowing stuff. Like literally yeah. the opposite of what we've been told. Our teeth are alive. Yeah. Alive, connected to the body. And like, again, this is whole microscopic world. Also in each tooth, like in the molar, 
Each tooth has it, but the molars are a bit longer. Each tooth has 300 miles of dentine tubules, which e even every time I say that, I literally have to go in my head like, no, it's not. Yeah, because I'm blown like every time I yeah. say it. And and that and that's also if we understand that, that's also what how, how we can understand how root canals are kind of a good concept, but impossible to to be what they are. So the idea is like you basically your teeth tooth is no longer living in your mouth, but it's attached. Um, so the idea is that the dentist would take it out, clears out all that pulp chamber, all that juicy stuff, because the tooth is dead. And it's a good concept because, well, then you'll have the chew, the tooth, which is like, looks like your tooth, because it is your tooth, and you still have that chewing surface. And then you don't have to have a fake tooth. So it's like, we get it, but in theory, it never works because it's supposed to, you know, clear out the pulp chamber and then make this sterilized tooth that then goes back in and it's supposed to be like hermetically sealed. But what happens is it can't be sterilized because there's 300 meters of tooth in each, I mean, miles of tubules in each tooth, which cannot at this stage be sterilized at all. And so that tooth harbors all that bacteria. There is no seal, even though we think it's hermetically sealed. However, it is sealed off from allowing the immune system to get it. And then 24 hours a day, you've got like pretty necrotic bacteria squirting into the bloodstream. And you may be functional, but you know, 20 years, it could end up being an autoimmune issue. Or, you know, maybe you're just have a really awesome constitution and you can just handle it your whole life. Right. You know, those people. <laughs> yeah, those people. Um, you know, or even things happen when people get root canals. Um, like within the first six months, like things, you know, frozen shoulders, eye issues. So there's a lot going on with that root canal. And there's a luckily just since my book came out in 2012, there's just time, you know, even a documentary that was on Netflix, but got removed because it's just so controversial because it shouldn't be controversial, but it's controversial because, well, that's how, you know, all dentist schools have been teaching it forever. And so all of a sudden a lot of you know, it's just, it's a pretty major situation because that's how generally, it's a very rare dentist that won't do a root canal. But yeah. I I feel that that's the dentist you want. Right. We'll you, get they, to that because yeah. I've got that question <laughs> later on about yeah. how we choose a biological dentist. Now we'll get to that. But before, because right now probably people are probably sitting there going, what? My mind's blown. What's a biological dentist? Tell me more. Yeah. Or what if I have a root canal? Because right, that could exactly. be really freaky to hear right now. So let's get to that. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about that root canals and generally dental treatment. What should we be doing? Why shouldn't we be doing it? And you know, Yes. Well, first of all, also it? when you're at the dentist, is, is things that may need to be done may not need to be done. You may not need that wisdom tooth extracted mm. because 67% of all wisdom teeth extractions do not need to happen. You don't need to have prophylactic removal. If it grows in crooked, you can kind of let it grow in crooked and see how it turns out. You know, depending on some of them. Some of them, it's a clear case, right? Well, it's the other, the not 67%. <laughs> well, this is what happened with me. Yes. I had oh, a wisdom yeah. tooth removed 14 years ago. Yes. And I am absolutely adamant that yeah. I, because I got diagnosed with trigeminal neuralgia last oh, year. Oh, that's, oh, that's okay. Have you, have we talked about jaw cavitations? No. Okay. Have, well, have, well, have, we, we, have you and I? Yeah, have you and I? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. well, we will. Because <laughs> you've got some work to do and it's going to help. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm absolutely sure. Yeah. It's so this kind of some of some of the stuff right now is in the entodontic journals, 
which not every dentist reads, you know, and definitely there is a growing field of phenomenal dentists that 1000%, you know, are, are right here and won't do a root canal. Won't even like, will not have that in their office, will not have silver fillings in their office. And Mm. yeah, those are the ones you need to, to do, to go to. So if you have a root canal, causation isn't necessarily correlation. So it doesn't mean that, you know, your body's going to hell in a handbasket. It's okay. Cause, but if, you know, for yourself, you're like, Hey, you're feeling sneaking things come up. You really want to look at the mouth and, you know, there's a lot of functional medicine doctors that really feel that, you know, 80% of dis-ease starts in the mouth. And so we have to know what's going on. So pretty, so if you have had, if you have a root canal, um, in my, in my, in Renegade Beauty, I'm not sure if it's the other book, so I'm not sure if the study happened yet, but I, I talk about this, this, um, this test, the independent study, this published study that was done on root canals. And they took textbook perfect root canals that were not causing an issue for the problem. On an x ray, they looked like perfect. Sorry. Um, okay, so then they, so that, those are the, so then they extracted these perfect root canals and they sent them off to the lab to see, right? And all of them, Harvard, severe necrotic bacteria. I mean, obviously it was to varying degrees, but not one of them would you have wanted in your mouth. Wow. Because again, it can't be sterilized. So it's like, there's the myth of the root canal. And, um, you know, there's like, there's Dr. Joseph Isles in, in Europe. He, he really works with cancer patients and he won't work on them until you remove the root canal. So again, you may have that constitution that's totally hardy and awesome, but eventually if something happens or you really do find that great dentist, you know, then you can work on cleaning up this sort of past dentistry. And so, and also I want to say, you may not, but if the dentist says you need a root canal and then you're like, well, I won't get the root canal. I just want to say, and I'll give you the alternative to the root canal, but you may not even need that root canal. So that's what you really want to be checking in with too. And in Renegade Beauty in the dental chapter, I start the chapter looking at like a journalist in the States that went to 50 dentists and a journalist in Canada that went to 20 dentists and where they all had their one x-ray from like a dental university. And it was all decided like, this is the tooth, right? All 70 dentists had different results from the core Mm. thing. And the the treatments range from $500 to $36,000. Wow. Some of them missed the actual tooth altogether that needed the work. And so I'm just showing like there's, we think it's black and white because there's lab coats and x-rays involved, but it's totally 50 shades of gray in the dental thing. So we must have a dentist that we really know that they get their stuff and that we can be a partnership with our mouths because those days of uninformed consent yeah you know are hopefully over where you're like oh what just happened to my mouth because those decisions can really be affecting you 10 20 years later yeah you know and we need our teeth and there are organs and they are alive so if you so well the, the removal is kind of the same so we'll talk about extractions in one moment because if you do have well, A, if you have a root canal and you feel like you and your dentist feel like it needs to be removed, or you have a, a normal a tooth that then becomes the candidate for a root canal, um, they're going to need to be extracted rather than root canal. So until there's, you know, maybe eventually we can sterilize those 300 miles of tubes. I don't know. But for now, 
it doesn't work. So first, yeah, you really want to know if you have that candidate. Okay, so then when we talk about extractions, this is important to know because if previously you have had a tooth extracted, including wisdom teeth, and then you're everybody, you, there's you got to check in with that. And then, so when you find your biological dentist, you can check in with your old extraction sites or if a new tooth needs to be extracted. So if it if the time comes where you need extraction or we're taking out that old root canal, it comes out. But what's key and what wasn't normal in dental school, but that these biological holistic dentists will 1000% know and do is remove the periodontal ligament. So when that's left in, and it is standard protocol right now to always have left that in, it's kind of, well, Dr. Hal Huggins explained it to me. It's like leaving the placenta in after giving birth. <gasps> oh my goodness. Yeah, and then that just stays there and then gum grows over that. And then that rots underneath. And then we get jaw cavitations. That's what I think happened to me. Well, yeah, I was about to say, I think that's what happened to you. How do I fix um, that though? <laughs> yeah. So, well, and so yeah, and it's now, again, this is not common knowledge and you could go to your normal dentist right now and they'd be like, what? And then you're like some lady on a podcast. <laughs> it's not going to fly over well. But again, no. if you go like, but then there's a growing, like very legit dentists that are like, oh yeah, this, and this is where, who I, I found a from, bunch right? of them in London. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Cause it's really growing. So so you have to have the periodontal ligament removed. And that, so they will remove that. And then you have to, and it sounds gross, but you've already had the tooth removed. So it's actually not painful at all. And I, I had three wisdom teeth removed and I, I got them cleaned out like three years ago when I could finally get to that dentist. Cause the amount of stuff that I know, I couldn't even go to a dentist in Canada. I was like, I know the guy I'm going to him in Texas and people <laughs> fly from all over the world. And I'm like, wow. So then. you went from Canada to Texas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And we For did. a dentist. So anyone that's listening to this, like in the north of England or something, worried about coming to London. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because it's that worth it. And I, and I, because this was, I hadn't, is because when I, since doing all of my research and writing my books, it was like, I mean, try going to the dentist after that. It's like, I'm yeah. happy to know that, but it's also like, you know too much. Yeah. It's <laughs> like me going to the doctor. Yeah. There's just no exactly. point in me ever going yeah. into a doctor's surgery. I'm just going to have an argument with them and they're just going <laughs> to get annoyed with me. And I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go and do my own thing. <laughs> but I love going to Dr. Nunnaline. He's also the dentist that did that independent published study on the root canals. It's like, that's his work. Um, wow. He's just phenomenal. And they even have a lab now with their dental practice and people do come from all over the world to see him, but also like email us. Cause we don't, I mean, we don't know every good dentist in the world, but we, we know some of them. And then we also know the organizations that they sign up to. And then we also, you know, slowly, but surely here are really great people or, you know, so we have a wow. pretty good list and we really encourage, you know, just ask us anything about gums, teeth, skin. And if we don't know, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to send you some resources that so do. So we should email you at Living Libations. Yeah, you can email at sage at livinglibations.com. We're very happy to answer questions. And we also do free consults with Joy. Joy and Tina have been trained by me and we do free half hour consults. And it's been a lot of fun. We have, sometimes we have whole families come or wow. like, you know, it's like part of a girlfriend night. Yeah, that's so lovely. Fun things, bridal showers, call, <laughs> or just, you know, just single it's part of your person. self-care. Yeah, yeah. men, <laughs> children, teens. So that's a lot of fun. Um, but where was I? Oh, yeah. So the extraction process. So then um, 
they're just, in, and it's actually the jaw cavitations. And I write about this in Renegade Beauty. So you can, there's a good, like almost page on that in the dental chapter. And it's got, it's a little more updated than the book because it was just written. Um, so with the jaw cavitations too, they don't show up on an x-ray until they're about, until about 80% erosion on that jawbone. So, you know, it's not something you can rely on to show up. And also most doctors don't even know what to, that they're looking for that. So, and then it's, you know, normally they can just slip in a very fine dental instrument too. And if, if it sinks in and it's just mush, then they also know. So then they'll just, you know, again, it's all tiny instruments. So they'll go and open it up and then they've got to scrape the bone and scrape all that infection off. Again, you got a little bit of freezing. It's not going to hurt. And then what happens is the bl a blood clot forms and cleanses the area. Wow. So it's also very important after that that you don't move. So most dentists will keep you just sitting in the office for a little bit. And then you have to just very gingerly go home because you want the blood clot to just stay and do its work. And then um, what hopefully you also want to be going to a dentist that will inject ozone into that area and PRP. It has a few different names, but it's plasma therapy. They'll draw some blood from you. And again, you can work, you know, having solid blood for the few months beforehand, you know, working with different nutrients and stuff to mm. get really good blood. And then um, the blood is goes into a centrifuge and then the plasma, your plasma separated from the blood and you get these vials of this golden juicy plasma in like a few minutes from your own body which is so rich in nutrients and stem cells and everything. And that's injected into the area. And then for the next six months, your body, like it's attracting all the nutrients and stem cells in your body to go to that area and heal it. And then of course I'll drop, uh, I would drop in some essential oils and dental serums into that. And then that just heals and, 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 and closes up and you're good. Sometimes very severe ones might need a check a few years later, but like people have like, headaches and and the trigenital trigeminal neuritis yeah. and most and it's like usually it's it's the wisdom tooth uh, jaw cavitation yeah yeah absolutely. but nobody heard of that and it's like yeah but we'll have people that will email with that trigenital i'm like oh yeah, yeah. It's, and it's like yeah. solved and I remember hearing you on another podcast when this started and I, ah. and I thought, I wonder if that's what it is. And, and then obviously I, I read Renegade Beauty before we spoke last time, but what's happened with me is that, so I had the wisdom tooth removed about 13, 14 years ago, but I had arthritis in my jaw, part of my, you know, when the arthritis was really bad, I was at my most. Wait, you had the arthritis in your jaw before the wisdom tooth extraction? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I was riddled with arthritis and part, one of my worst affected areas was my jaw. So now since having this trigeminal neuralgia yeah. diagnosis, I went to, I've done everything naturally mm -hmm. and thankfully I'm in a good place at the moment. And I just put that down to kind of spiritual you know, healing, working with the shaman that I'm working with, because literally it was only since working with him that the pain went away. But, um, I, I went it's for an, I mean, it's, it, they call it the suicide disease. And, and yeah. I honestly, yeah. like I've never been in the position in all the years of pain with arthritis, never, ever did I feel like anywhere near suicidal or, but I understand it's literally an yeah. inescapable, yeah. unexplainable pain and it's relentless and it just I have some thoughts for you for sure so if, okay let's go on no sorry I just <laughs> wanted to end it with because then I had yeah. 
jaw. And my oh. default is to get all my diagnoses and then deal with it on my own, like not deal with it, you know, yeah. with a medical model. I yeah. So yeah. I, so the MRI, cause they wanted to see, is there any damage to the jaw after all the years of the inflammation in the jaw? And they're saying that there is damage mm. um, now. And it, funnily enough, it's my oh. only, I had arthritis for 27 years and not one of my joints is damaged. Can you believe? Went into remission eight years ago. Oh, that's amazing. One damaged joint. Oh, great. Um, and yet the jaw has damage. So, right. Well, be, maybe because um, because of what they're actually seeing is the cavitation. Right. So that's what I wanted yeah. to ask. Yeah. So you can bring bring that to your dentist, and then yeah. So now you're going to call around, call with the people you know, and you've got to see if they can do the cavitation, and then yep. just you want to make sure they have ozone plus the plasma because you want to get that plasma in there for sure. But also, um, I would there's. Um, peptides, which are short chain amino acids. And um, in functional medicine, it's a, it's a very, it's, they've been around for a few decades, but it's a new sort of tool in functional medicine toolkit. And I, I personally have never worked with more precise and powerful substances. And the great thing, is, and then functional medicine doctors that are onto this are like literally happily losing their minds because they're like, mm -hmm. now we can actually really address the issues that we want to. And the cool thing is, is that the peptides do cell signal. So on one level, it's a substance, but it's almost like a substance, substanceless substance, because it's getting your body to do the cell signaling. Mm. So it's getting the body to do it, which is great. And there's, there's about 70 right now. And there's the potential to make seven thousands of these seven thousands of these and they all do just things so that's my very fast overview but there's one that would um one that almost anybody could start with which is thymosin alpha so look into that and you can find podcasts that talk about it but is like number one gets the immune system going our thymus glands involute pretty much right after puberty so basically after puberty we are on this slow shrinking thymus gland situation and as it shrinks immunity does as well and uh you know this part of like aging doesn't have to be a thing but really with aging comes a lot of like sort of inner inflammation and systems that kind of just start losing their fizz and if we can catch that so that will be phenomenal for the arthritis and the cavitation and then um there's this uh, pentasan polysulfate two to three and there's all sub-Q injections. You do them at home. It's just subcutaneous. It's very easy. It's like an insulin needle. It takes you a moment to get over it, but once you're through it, you're like, oh, you feel so liberated from not having to take supplements, which are very biochemical. And we need, there's some other, you know, it's not always going to do the stuff we need to do. But the Pentasan, um, three to four sub-Qs a week for like four weeks and miracles miracles like the guitar player that could no longer play the woman that just couldn't open a door handle so phenomenal stuff if you want to learn more on that i would look at um look at the work and podcasts and the practice of uh, dr elizabeth yurth that would be a good place to start okay and you're gonna and then you're gonna get that jaw cavitation cleaned up there might be a few more areas in your mouth you're gonna be pretty excited in about three months six months time i think i am <laughs> and I think uh, many people listening are going to be as well. 
We'll be back to the episode really soon, but first, a quick word from our sponsors. So regular listeners will know that I only affiliate with brands whose products I already use and trust. Integrity is one of my company's core values, and I feel really strongly about knowing that my listeners can be in full trust about any product I endorse. I personally contacted Block Blue Light UK after using their blue blocking glasses when I had to start working later into the evening. I began wearing the blue blockers because I was aware of what being exposed to the artificial blue light of my laptop would do to my circadian rhythm if I was working after dark, and especially because we spend so much time on them during the day. After using them for a few months, there was a noticeable difference in how quickly I was able to fall asleep after finishing work not that long before. During the lockdowns and homeschooling my son, I also got him a kid's pair, and he now wears them anytime he's at a screen, not just after dark. And I feel really strongly about how important it is for both us and our children. Now, if you've never heard of blue light blocking, and this is the first time you're hearing it, Studies have shown that artificial blue light from screens, devices, and all modern lighting are having detrimental effects on our health. Artificial blue light disrupts our sleep, interferes with our hormones, and causes digital eye strain, which can lead to long-term eye health issues. Since using the glasses myself, and by the way, they do amazing fit-over glasses that fit seamlessly over any glasses you might already have to wear, which has been priceless for me because I have to wear my glasses when I'm at screen, I've noticed better sleep quality and an improvement in the thyroid issues I was struggling to balance out fully since having my kids. Bonus! Since Block Blue Light's sponsorship for last season, hundreds of you have made a decision to improve your health and your sleep by ordering their products, and I'm only hearing positive things, which was exactly my intention for this collaboration. So to check out all of Block Blue Light's incredible health-boosting products, including day and nighttime glasses, blue light blocking light bulbs, and 100% light blocking sleep masks to help you into a deeper sleep, visit blockbluelight.co.uk UK and use the code Lauren10 for a 10% discount. That's blockbluelight.co.uk and use the code Lauren10. Thank you so much to Block Blue Light. Okay, so going back, what then, what things should we be doing? How should we be looking after our oral health? Well, yeah, so once, so we can t- sort of take the major things off the table right now that would need a dentist, like those root canals and jaw cavitations and stuff. And then, yeah, what can we do in our homes on a daily basis? Because we're using our teeth daily. Obviously, there's a lot of activity in the mouth. There's the ebb and flow of the plaque and the not plaque from eating and brushing. So that's where we can really rock it. And um, about a decade ago, I created these eight steps. And really, you follow those. You know, sometimes you can spot out and make those steps last for 10 minutes and Sometimes you can quicken it up and really do everything in about three, four minutes. Um, but you want to get going on that twice a day for about three months. If you don't have a dental emergency, um, it's a great thing to do for three or six months to prepare for the dentist, especially right now, as many of us are in quarantine and can't get to the dentist for non-emergency items. Think of this as the time to rock a new relationship with your teeth. And so by following those eight steps, you're really getting the microbiome in place. You're getting the gums revived and the gums we forget about. But that's really like a lot of people that have sensitive teeth. It's actually a gum issue because those little gums are receding. They're they're like scaling back from the teeth. And 
visually, we want to think of the gums like little turtlenecks around the teeth rather than like a cowl neck or a mock neck, because as the gums recede, that enamel that gets exposed is not the same as the other enamel, and it's much more susceptible and vulnerable to cavities. So that's where you see a lot of cases of like a receding jawline and then a cavity, cavities along the like dark patches along that spot. And that's a very, very key area that we need to take care of is where the jaw and teeth, a jaw, the, the gums and teeth join. It's called the sulca. And so there's many things that we want to think about, even like how we're brushing our teeth. You don't want to be going back and forth and pressing hard. You can go back and forth on the tops where there's no gums, but for that, the main, you know, work of our mouths, which is the sides of our teeth inside and the front side, we want to be going from the gum to the teeth. So gum to tooth, whether it's so on the bottom line, it's gum and then up. And on the top, it's gum, then down. And you have to do that little lift off. So it might be a bit slower at first, which is fine, because I feel like we've been brushing our teeth too fast and speedy. And if your bristles splay in any way, six months, if your toothbrush looks different, it shouldn't. You yeah. have all those little nylon bristles standing up perfectly. And if they're if they aren't way too hard. Every human, no matter how, what, how macho they think they are, should have a soft bristle head um, on their toothbrush. Yeah. And do you have specific recommendations for toothbrushes? Well, we do. And the fun thing is just a couple of weeks ago, we just launched after several years of development, our own electric toothbrush that is EMF free and um, very, very special angled brushes that are amazing for really, really cleaning off plaque. And there's a, inter, there's a different head for the morning and night. And then there's also this Sulca one, which is like a little tip and can get in between the teeth more and that kind of thing. And so when you take our dental serums and you put them on the toothbrushes, it's like one drop, or you can put one drop along the uh, floss and then you're getting those uh, botanical, botanical biotics, I think of them, up into the gum line where they're helping to revive the gum tissue. They're voluntary. They speed up healing. They're antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, anti-inflammatory. So you've got all of these very good ingredients doing all that good stuff rather than working with triclosan and sodium oral sulfate and aspartame and saccharin. It's literally just messing with your mouse microbiome, yeah. which it's the microbiome that's keeping it all in balance. So whatever we're doing, we want to be working with the body because right, there's exactly. the bacteria that we don't want, but then there's like the majority of the bacteria in your mouth actually doing the work, keeping yeah. things in check. So that's what we got to work with. Which is why it's so uh, ironic that everyone thinks that their health right now is going to come from antibacterial hand wash. Yes. Well, and I'm thankful. Well, yeah. And the funny thing is soap, and it doesn't matter if it's like Dawn dish soap or your beautiful organic olive oil soap, just the saponification of soap will... Um, you know, dismantle the, the code of a virus. So that just washes down the drain. So literally that's as complicated as it needs to get. Yeah. You don't even need your, like we make a beautiful hand sanitizer, but like really the soap does the job. The hand sanitizer comes in when- you When know, you're out and about. Not, yeah, you're yeah. not in your sink, but the, the antibacterial um, hand soaps are actually causing issues. So yeah. just because, and that, luckily now, 
some kind of logic came in and triclosan is now actually banned from antibacterial hand soaps because it's like this antibiotic mm-hmm. and they realized it's making the superbugs grow yeah because it's messing with the microbiome so it was removed from the soap but it wasn't removed from toothpaste <laughs> yeah well it does so, so many <laughs> examples like more this. delicate yeah so many yeah, examples so. like this yeah it, and it, yeah. and it's sad because you know it gets removed but the, but the, the sad thing is is that most people aren't aware of what these products are doing so unless it's removed from a product or from the shelves your average person is still using all this stuff in the thought that it's going to yeah. help them and on one level too, I mean, that to me, that was so major that it was removed. You, again, you would think that should be a major headline. <laughs> yeah. No, not, not that it matters, but we were making me think of something else. I was going to say around um, the synthetics. I can't remember. Well, I'll ask something else and feel free to come back okay. to that. So I wanted to know two things. Firstly, I want you to, for those listening, amazed at the fact that fluoride is not actually good for your teeth take us through that and I would also like you to for people at home who might not be able to get hold of your toothpaste your serums that's and your what I was right say. now okay <laughs> so I well, use yeah. organic bicarbonate of soda yeah. with a drop of myrrh oil with a soft bristle toothbrush Perfect. Yeah. And I have in both books, I have like little recipes and stuff because you can literally, we make fabulous dental stuff, optimal, organic, everything. But I don't want to let that hold you up because literally, if you just remove what you have and get a big bag of baking soda for the rest of your life, and all you use was baking soda alone, not even with the myrrh, your teeth and mouth and whole oral environment will be like a million times better off if that's all you ever did for the rest of your life. Good to know. And you can put it in a mouth rinse, you can swish with it, you can put a little on your on your bristle, brush with it. Um, you know, it alkalizes right away. So it's really good. Um, and then I was going to say, what was your other question? Fluoride. Fluoride. Yes. So fluoride is funny because I have this very funny little paragraph in my book that's like, ask your dentist if fluoride's right for you. And then it goes through like all of the side effects, which I have like little and like little footnotes by each symptom because there's a scientific study to show that's what it does. So it can make, you know, like basically arthritic knees. It can make you more frequently pee. Like it does a whole bunch of stuff, but really simply what it seems to do is make bones soft and skin and inter, you know, interconnective tissue stiff mm. because it literally kind of hits a mainframe switch. It, it, it messes with an, a main enzymatic system in the body. And the result is like a stiffening of skin and tissue and it's, softening of the bone so um you know we do get enough dietary fluoride anyway i don't think it has to be added into it and so yeah there's a lot of information showing that it's detrimental to the body and it's not necessarily needed so that being said though we have a new toothpaste coming out in about a month or so so maybe like may 2021 end of may 2021 maybe make it june um and it's got nano hydroxy apatite in it which is a mineral and they've been using it in oral care formulations in japan for about 40 years and it was used to help like astronauts that have also lost you know bone loss that kind of thing so it's a mineral that in our teeth are made like it helps to form our teeth and so it's is so amazing as a toothpaste it helps really even out the little 
hairline fissures and it's phenomenal. So I'm super excited about that coming in because A, I don't think we need an alternative fluoride, but like this really is like. Yeah, the next level. (laughs) Yeah. Like so, so many dentists, like legit, you use it as an alternative to fluoride. Oh, like really? They sell it as like here, you know? So yeah. Wow. I mean, it's just coming out and there's barely a toothpaste in it. A lot of people have to get this toothpaste from Japan before. Mm. Um, and there's a few toothpaste out there, but what are the rest of the ingredients? Not yeah. so exciting. So this right. will be the purest toothpaste on the planet with that phenomenal mineral ingredient. Wow, I'm so excited. And then, and then what happened, you can use it as like a toothpaste, like it just normal. And we also have beautiful other flavors with clay. We've got a, one with charcoal and we've got our frankincense fresh toothpaste, which people find phenomenal for helping with their sensitive teeth. Um, but this one, you can use it, you know, just as you normally would and you spit it out. And then you can just put a little on. We also have these silicone tooth rays that you can like kind of like spa down and just let your teeth sit in it. You have to let me know as soon as this is out. Okay. (laughs) And hopefully get our newsletters too, because it will be, or follow us on Instagram. Oh yeah, I do. For sure, let everybody know. So um, I've had some people say things to me like, you know, I get, I've heard that fluoride's bad, but you know what, what I'm noticing is that with me, it's just a genetic thing and I'm just really prone to cavities. So I need, I need to use fluoride. I wonder what your answer would be to that. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, I think that's also because that's what a lot of dentists know right now as the solution. And so that information is coming from, you know, a professional, educated professional that's overseeing your mouth. So it's going to be, it's going to seem, and if they don't have any other thoughts or, hey, there is this and these side effects, but you've also got these other two choices. So it's not, maybe there is a genetic disposition, but there's a lot of other stuff we can do. And quite frankly, if I had a weak bone, genetic situation I'd be wanting to figure that out on a deep level not just with my teeth because what's going to happen when um you know 60 comes around yeah yeah and loss of hormones and now bone density is like evaporating like water yeah absolutely well we're going to put your eight steps in the show notes as well awesome um, so like that because what I'm hearing is that it's not we're like with anything epigenetics it's not about your genetics it's what you do with it so it's how right and what we're also in this kind of awesome time it's almost like we're in a post-genomic time where we're also seeing genes is not gene is not destiny just like biology is a destiny your genes are not and epigenetics is environmental it's like genetics plus the environment Mm -hmm. and so really one of the main and simple messages of epigenetics is saying like, you've got this sort of genetic menu and then take care of your environment so that we don't trigger any of these gene expressions. Yeah, one of my favorite topics. (laughs) Yes, and for bone health on a deeper level, two things that are key is the combination of vitamin D3 and K2. Yeah. And so that's really key. And so maybe your, your genetic disposition is, Maybe you've had like since great granny, nobody got enough sunshine and vitamin D in their bones. So it's like, do we want to accept that or do we want to go, okay, what's the genetic message here? Yeah. And And maybe, you know, maybe it's just like we all just didn't get enough vitamin D and we've been passing that on for generations. Well, yeah, exactly. And one of the things in your book that really spoke to me was, um, and it probably wasn't said like this, but I'm just going to paraphrase. It's not necessarily about the things you're eating that are called, like if you eat sugar, if you eat, you know, you chew on like 
toffee. It's yeah. the outside. It's the things you're not getting from your diet, the nutrients that you do need that yeah. are going to feed the teeth. Or really the toffee is affecting the, the your blood sugar. And right. so your blood, because once the blood sugar, when our blood sugar is just always high, we're in a constant state of inflammation. You know, yeah. so and then we're not absorbing nutrients so well. Or maybe, maybe the genetic genetic disposition isn't bone weakness. Maybe it's just gut health. Yeah. And now we've got four generations of people with leaky guts that aren't absorbing their nutrients. So don't stop there and don't yeah. take the band-aids. Right. And that exactly. Yeah. And that's what sometimes we need a band-aid to get through, you know? Yeah. But then once you've done yeah. that, try and find the root problem. So I, what I would like to know is what your advice is with children. I know you've got a son, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and because a lot of people, and, and I have the same problem with my kids, I use natural toothpaste for them, fluoride-free toothpaste, but they'll only have the, they won't have kind of the baking sodas or the charcoal toothpaste or the clay toothpaste. They're just yeah, not having so any weird. of it. So, well, well, yeah. When, when you start out early with non you know, it doesn't always work, but hopefully if you've started it'll work with mine because yeah, I started from the beginning. Yeah. But I mean, no, yeah. So sometimes it'll work. Um, so just they get used to more, the more salty and bitter taste rather than like yeah. aspartame to brush with, but it doesn't always work. Um, well, and our new formula is very like it's a triple mint flavor. So it's a very classic, it's not got neem in it or cardamom. So it's a pretty normal situation pretty palatable because we also wanted to make it for dogs and babies too oh wow because we do need uh this for our our canine companions as well but definitely you know it's not like i didn't i didn't give birth to any kind of dental toothbrushing champion (laughs) (laughs) as i feel like oh my god the the energy to like gather the children to brush teeth feel like herding cats i mean it's just every every day twice a day it's such a challenge and you can't rely on the dexterity even if they had the the inspiration and the yeah mom I'm going to, you know, they're happily obeying you and brushing twice a day. They may not have the like total skills no. until much older. So I really like doing the um, rinsing. So keeping like, uh, you know, sea salt or baking soda, maybe a drop of peppermint in a big mason jar and then just doing shots. And while it's weird, they might have to get used to it. You can put a, maybe a drop of iodine in there. There's a white iodine as well. So, cause just, you don't get staining the teeth. That's really good for oral care. And then that's really taking care of the whole, you know, sort of sea of alkalinity, you know, taking care of the whole saliva. And then hopefully that can help keep things balanced. Because again, it's not always the buildup of plaque that's necessarily an issue. If the environment's good, the, the mouth can handle that. And then, you know, hopefully you can get them interested in flossing once in a while. You can also floss the little kids up until you can't. Yeah. And then for little babies and baby teeth, you can just um, just take a like a wet cloth, like a flannel or like a little a face cloth's a bit thick, so something a bit thinner, more like a tea towel texture. Wet that, wrap it around your finger, and then you can just use baking soda and polish with the tea with your finger that okay. way until they're a little bit older. But yes. really, the, a lot of the magic's in the rinses and oil pulling. Right. Yeah. See, my covers everything, and that yeah, just requires no skill. <laughs> My kids are just not having any of that. But I keep thinking when my son loses his baby teeth and he goes to big teeth, then we'll be like, oh, okay, well, people with big teeth have to do this. And then there'll be no choice. I think so. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. My little one is not having it at all at the moment. She doesn't even want to brush her teeth. So that's where we're at with that. 
<laughs> but, and then also, cause I think, well, you know, we weren't born with teeth, toothbrushes and obviously we, we weren't doing well, teeth. the oral care we were for like centuries. So I feel like, you know, we could, brushing is important, obviously in kids, but if you've got like the whole saliva and that mouth environment and microbe mm-hmm. good, so, you know, pro, you know, making sure they're digesting and probiotics and enzymes if they need it. Um, or, you know, smoothies, you can put prebiotics in there and yeah. then the prebiotics will make all the good digestive stuff grow. And then, you know, getting in those fat soluble, soluble vitamins, yeah. um, less processed food, more time in the sunshine. And then that's, what's growing the teeth and that's, what's making the adult teeth. And that's actually way more important than brushing. Yeah. Yeah. I loved, I loved reading that in your book. So just to go back really quickly with the, with the kids and you said to keep a jar of something. So baking soda oh, yeah, like a jar. with oil yeah. or you're mixing it with water. No, that's just like a, ba- uh, like a spring water mason jar in your bathroom, couple shot, like shot glasses for the family. And then it can be, um, in about 16 ounces, you could do like half a t- tablespoon of sea salt and then like a teaspoon or a tablespoon of, it's just, pretty casual. It doesn't have to be exact of baking soda. Right. And just keep that for the week. And then people have their own little shot glasses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. And then to that, you could add one drop of peppermint or spearmint or something too. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. I mean, we could go on for ages, <laughs> but I don't want to take up too much more of your time. So the last thing I will ask you is about filtered water, because I know that you've spoken about this before and about how important it is and how the water we're, we're having because obviously the water's fluoridated as well so what should we do yeah, depending doing? on where you live so um you know if you're in, in the country hopefully you know you have good well water but do test it because sometimes there can be um even too much naturally occurring fluoride and you just want to test it test it anyway in case the mineral balance isn't right in case you have to do another sort of filtration at the root of it um, we, we have that and we also have springs on our land. So wow. we're lucky we can have spring water. And so there's that situation. And if you can do that, amazing. Um, and also you can have spring water, like if, okay, let's just say you had no access to water or you can't filter it, whatever, then you could just get some spring water in glass bottles, a little case, and then just if use that on your face and teeth for a bit. And especially if you really want to you know, evolve things with the mouth. If, if you want, that's, a, that's an option. Now, then yes, you want to get a filter. I, I, that's going to need more research. I'm not up on like brands, but you can, there's some very good shower filters and, you know, ranging from $20 to a hundred, depending on the, on your budget. And, but that alone, I, I did that when I would rent and we would do everything I would take oh, really? my kale and rinse wow. it under the shower. We would run our bath through the shower filter. It would get very steamy, but that's what we did because, wow. you know, we were renting and it would be silly to put the yeah. whole thing in. But other than that, you know, you can research and find then whole home systems. Mm. But I do think reverse osmosis is a bit of an issue because it strips the water of everything, including the good stuff. And from what I understand, when we're drinking water that's hungry, that's stripped of minerals, the water will remove minerals from our body because the water is seeking minerals. It will find and it will take them out of your body because the water is like, I need the minerals. It's yeah, we've ha- I've heard this recently. We use a water distiller yes. and I put trace minerals back in. So once yes. it's distilled, so I add that. the trace minerals. Yeah. For me, it's the best option because I don't want to drink the tap water. No. 
be those filtered bottles are no good. I don't no. want plastic bottles and, and like a Brita and not exactly just, you know, yeah. brand, but that whole situation. That's exactly what I was yeah. getting at. Yeah. yeah. And and we're not planning on staying in this house forever. So we didn't right. want to do the whole home filtration system. So yes. the distiller was the best option. And what you know, I found a great distiller. So I'm quite happy with that. That's anyway. awesome. Amazing. So you get to do this twice, all about you, my little um, oh, yeah, quick fire questions. Yeah, so you get to do this twice. So you've had 10 questions. So <laughs> when do you get your best ideas? Oh, anytime. But as long as I'm in that, like, I, it's like a half meditative zone. Maybe I'm about to go into meditation or, or I'm out or I'm just staring at the window and I can get into these zones. Maybe it's like an hour and I make sure I have my pen and paper out. I'm exactly the same. That's what it comes to me too. And that's why I kind of like have to give myself five minutes before I meditate to not get annoyed. That's when my ideas are going to come. And I also set up sessions like that where it's like, okay, I'm kind of like going to thinking time. Yeah. Think I literally. And then the first years of having a child, I kind of forgot about that. And then I was like, oh yeah, I do need to stare out at the window for about an hour a day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially you've got that amazing view for for anyone who's not following you on Instagram, your pictures of you and your beautiful dog out in the snow. Just luckily it's not snowing anymore. Yeah. The the sparkles on the lake with the sun. (laughs) Oh, so beautiful. Okay. A question you ask yourself the most. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if there's the most, but I definitely ask a lot of questions, but yeah. I, and I ask them out to the world. Okay. Sorry, I don't have a specific. That's okay. Oh, if it comes to I guess it got it. answered. I don't think I repeat because I think I'm getting answers. Okay. That's amazing. That's beautiful. That means you're, you're tuning in with your intuition. Something you'd like to be doing in five years from now. Oh, swimming in my lake and sitting in the sun. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you're pretty content then where you are. Yeah. Amazing. A skill you wish you had? Um, speak another language. That's not oh, going to yeah. happen this lifetime, I think. No, you never know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I know them. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or like okay. sewing. Like I've always wanted to sew because I love designing. One. And yeah, okay. And I, and I, but I did realize like about 20, I'm like, there is not enough time in this lifetime to learn sewing. So I will just design. And then luckily I found a seamstress. So we're a great team. See, yeah, I want to like be that mom that sews her kids. Oh yeah, like, costumes. costumes. and Not just costumes, but if something's broken, I can fix yeah, it. Yeah, darn but sock. Exactly, do all of that. And I really wanted to get a sewing machine. And I was going, there's a little studio near where I live and she does sewing Ooh. lessons. And I was like, how cool would that be? And then lockdown happened. And now there's just too much with work. And I'm like, you know what? I would just have to wait a bit. <laughs> I'll just take my stuff to the seamstress as well for right there now. You go. <laughs> so the last question is the biggest challenges in business today. Like today, today? Like for you in today. business, running your kind of business, what are the challenges today? Well, I would well? say like today, today would be um, just supply. It's very interesting. Like we have, you know, over 300 raw materials and that, which is just the beautiful plant and plant extracts. And then of course we have more banal stuff like a bottle, a cap, a thing, mm. or just different supplies. And that's, it doesn't matter what realm it's in. 
There's a lot to work on right now to supply, to secure the supplies. And then, but also having a lot of fun with it. Like we've got some new refills, new refill uh, bottles coming out with like our best selling products. So that was a great thing because we were having, you know, an issue with the the handmade wood caps that we have done. And that's awesome. But we need, and I was like, and you know what? People need refills anyway. So that was exciting. And then just also what's been exciting is just furthering some of our, our special contract distillations with some of our raw materials and just creating some more projects that are also really helping people in those local areas, whether it's like Italy or Africa, that kind of thing. So Mm. that's exciting, but definitely we got to keep our eyes on the prize so to speak right now amazing well Nadine thank you so much for being here again I'm so excited for people to hear this episode because I think so many people are going to have their minds blown (laughs) well thank you so much for having me on again thank you so much and hopefully we'll speak to you again soon Thank you so much for choosing to listen to Recondition today. I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe and maybe even leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. And better still, if you could share with friends and family who could benefit from the content, that's what I'd really love. I just want us to share the love so that everyone can understand how to use an integrative approach to life and health. For more free resources, visit laurenvacneen.co.uk and laurenvacneencoaching.com.